KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Art Power is presenting Indian fusion band Red Bharat, mixing Indian bhangra rhythms, hip-hop, and funk music, March 23rd at the Epstein Family Amphitheater. Tickets and information about upcoming concerts and events at artpower.ucsd.edu. Good morning. I'm Annika Colbert. It's Thursday, December 30th. More on the El Cajon plane crash. That's next, but first, let's do the headlines. The demand for coronavirus testing is on the rise, but many are having trouble finding tests. The county is partnering with local libraries, especially in areas where testing isn't readily available, to give out free rapid tests. Each rapid test box given out has two tests inside, and they're designed to be taken at home with results in 15 minutes. But test kits are going quickly, and some libraries have already run out. Before going to a library, a good tip is to call a head and see if they still have tests available. San Diego County has recorded its first flu death for the season. The County Health and Human Services Agency says it was a 42-year-old man who died on December 9th. He had underlying health conditions but was not vaccinated against the flu. He also tested negative for COVID-19. Four storms have rolled into San Diego since Christmas Eve, and the latest hit us on Wednesday night. National Weather Service meteorologist Alex Tardy spoke with KPBS Midday Edition and says this weather could affect a lot of people's upcoming plans. So the nuisances are outdoor activities, the roadways will be slick, you really need good tires, otherwise you'll hydroplane, which can be dangerous. In your yard, your pool might be filling up, your rain gutters might be spilling over if you have them where they're not even working. A winter storm warning is still in effect for several areas of the mountains until 4 a.m. on Friday. A flood watch is still in effect for most of the greater San Diego region through Thursday afternoon. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego Osher Lifelong Learning Institute, hosting an open house to learn about the upcoming classes and seminars, member benefits, and meet the volunteer leadership team. Saturday, March 30th. Registration at extendedstudies.ucsd.edu slash O-L-L-I. KPBS's M.G. Perez has more on the identities of the people on board the Learjet that crashed in El Cajon and the investigation into what went wrong. The San Diego County Medical Examiner has identified the lost pilots as 45-year-old Douglas James Grande and 55-year-old Julian Jorge Bazage. The Air Ambulance Learjet was on approach to Gillespie Field Monday night when it crashed into a nearby El Cajon neighborhood. On board were also two critical care nurses identified as Tina Ward and Lori Gentz. Mariana Aliano is vice president of the local International Association of EMTs and Paramedics. She's also a personal friend of the crew. It's a huge loss for their families. They had a lot of friends. They had long, long careers. They took care of a lot of people. They helped a lot of people. Investigators with the National Transportation Safety Board remained at the site Wednesday searching for clues to the crash. M.G. Perez, KPBS News. The 
The pandemic shut down gyms everywhere for months, but now with the reopening of many gyms, some are seeing an increase in clients. KPBS North County reporter Tanya Thorne says that's in part because COVID made people realize how important health is. Joshua Inoa drives 30 minutes every day to work out for an hour. He's lost 40 pounds since he started working out at Alvin Brand's gym in Vista. That's what keeps him coming back. Um, the people, um, the encouragement, the motivation, uh, my future. After recovering from COVID-19, Inoa decided to get back to the gym. At one point, I was just really depressed and you know, not even money can get you out of that depression, you know, and the health thing is so important in life. It really is. It's critical. When the pandemic forced gyms to close, it worried gym owners like Alvin Brand. But the need for good health worried him more. In este tiempo, es una gran necesidad estar saludable. Las razones por las que seguí entrenando era porque mucha gente se estaba muriendo. Se estaba enfermando y la razón principal es porque no están en buena salud. Brand says that COVID deaths made him realize how important good health is, that people were dying of COVID because they weren't healthy. So he opened his gym as soon as he could, and immediately he saw an increase in clients. Ahora en este tiempo todo el mundo quiere estar saludable, nadie quiere estar enfermo por la misma razón, y como que eso ayudó a la gente a cambiar de idea, a cambiar de mentalidad y preocuparse más por su salud, obviamente, para mejorar su vida. He says lots of his clients started exercising because after COVID, they saw the importance of health, too. During this time, everyone wants to be healthy, he says. Roberto Fuentes started training with Brand about a year ago. He says COVID was one of the reasons why he wanted to get healthier. Fue uno de los factores que motivó Cuando escuchaba las noticias decía los doctores que teníamos que hacer ejercicio, estar en movimiento y dije no, es el momento cuando tengo que comenzar a hacer ejercicio. He says he saw on the news that exercise would help and told himself now is the time. Fuentes has lost more than 70 pounds, has never had COVID and says he feels great. Me siento súper bien, mi vida ha cambiado completamente. Brand says his training motto has always been with health you can do it all, without it nothing. Con salud haces todo. Sin salud, por mucho dinero que tengas, no puedes hacer nada. Puedes tener el montón de dinero en el banco, pero si no tienes salud, no lo vas a disfrutar. He says even if you have tons of money in the bank, without good health, you'll never enjoy it. Tanya Thorne, KPBS News. California recently crossed a grim milestone, 5 million COVID-19 cases. That number comes as hospitalizations increase statewide. CAP Radio's Chris Hooks has more. Governor Gavin Newsom stood atop a stage on June 15th at Universal Studios in Hollywood. The day marked California's economic reopening after more than a year of pandemic restrictions. We're not just coming back. We're going to come back more focused on inclusion. We're focused on equity, and we're going to come back roaring back. But the number of COVID-19 cases has only increased, despite expanded access to vaccines and booster shots. On June 15th, the state's seven-day case average was 880. As of this week, it's well over 15,000. The number of cases statewide is far below last winter's surge, but daily cases have swelled, fueled by holiday travel and the heavily mutated Omicron and Delta variants. Health officials are urging people to get vaccinated, tested, and wear masks through the new year. In Sacramento, I'm Chris Hooks.
Uninsured Californians have until Friday to enroll in the state's health insurance market if they want coverage starting on January 1st. Cap Radio's Scott Rod reports. Covered California runs the state's insurance exchange and says the winter surge in COVID-19 underscores the need for quality health coverage. Hospitals are already reporting increased admissions due to the Omicron variant, now the most dominant strain of the coronavirus. A recent study from Fair Health, a nonprofit that analyzes health care costs, found the average ICU COVID patient paid over $100,000 in medical bills. Without adequate health coverage, the state warns COVID patients could face a mountain of debt. Uninsured Californians can enroll in the state's health insurance market in January, but coverage won't start until February 1st. In Sacramento, I'm Scott Rod. Coming up, the U.S. Surgeon General issued a public health advisory earlier this month warning about a growing mental health crisis among children, citing the impacts of the pandemic. But the pandemic has also affected parents' mental health as well. We'll have more on that next, just after the break. KPBS On Demand is supported by the National Conflict Resolution Center. Topics like political polarization and hybrid work policies can create workplace conflict. NCRC can help workplace leaders navigate divisive issues with the culture, communication, and conflict certificate. More at ncrconline.com. The U.S. Surgeon General issued a public health advisory earlier this month about children's mental health and how pandemic hardships have played a role in an emerging crisis. The advisory underscores the increased rate of depression and anxiety being diagnosed in children. We've seen schools go back and forth between virtual and in-person learning, child mask requirements, extracurricular activities canceled, and much more during the pandemic. So how has all of this change in routine affected parents who are also juggling work, home life, and trying to keep their children safe and healthy? Dr. Jenny Yip is a parenting expert. She's an assistant clinical professor of psychiatry at the Keck School of Medicine at USC. She's also the founder of Renewed Freedom Center. She spoke with KPBS Midday Edition host Jade Hindman. So what are you seeing in your clinic? I mean, have more parents reported mental and physical health declines since the start of this pandemic? Absolutely. Both parents and children alike. We have been inundated with more patients than what we can handle. And I'm sure this is true for all mental health professionals in the entire country or even perhaps the world. But yes, anxiety, depression, suicidal ideation are all skyrocketing for both parents and children alike. So has the approach to addressing those issues changed during this pandemic? Well, the treatment hasn't changed. The treatment is still the same. I think what has changed is helping parents navigate the stressors from the pandemic and helping them to regain some level of sanity with all of the uncertainties that exist in the world. So what are some of the negative impacts the pandemic has had on parents over the past two years? 
Oh my, well, <laughs> I am a parent myself, so I certainly know what that is like. And not knowing how to handle the, the stressors of schools closing or your children being ill and infected or not having the social opportunities that they would have at school. And then most importantly, it's juggling your children, being at home, trying to get them on you know, Zoom classes, which doesn't help very much and isn't a very effective, it is a huge challenge. And most parents, they're still working and they're working from home. So imagine trying to do this again after having been through this for the last uh, 20 months. It's definitely a struggle. How have pandemic stressors had a different impact on parents with younger children versus parents with teens and young adults, for example? There's definitely different stressors for families with younger children versus those with teenagers or older children. For families with younger children, you know, the stressors surround more of juggling, juggling multiple tasks and trying to keep your screaming children in front of a computer for eight hours a day while you're trying to run errands, get household tasks done, uh, perhaps even continue working from home. And that juggle adds a huge stressor because it limits your available time to attend to the things that you need to get done. Now, that's uh, different than parents with older children, where some of the complaints that we've been getting at the Renewed Freedom Center from these families is that they cannot get their kids to practice safety protocols, such as wearing masks or limiting social engagements or keeping you know, a distance, um, not being indoors so much. Um, so it's a constant battle and the stressors are different, but the more important thing is being able to find creative ways to tackle these problems. So maybe for the older children, it's, you know, asking your, your kids to find three friends that they trust. And these are the three friends that they maintain the social engagements with. And then for the younger families, um, it might be sharing some of these tasks with other families who are in a similar situation. So perhaps one family, you know, gets all the kids together for a Zoom class uh, one day and we switch. And what are some resources you can give to help parents feeling overwhelmed during these times? The most important thing is self-care. <laughs> I know this is a huge topic in the last 20 months, though, when you are experiencing this high level of stress for such a prolonged period of time, it is so easy to burn out. So taking the little things that matter, whether it's, you know, taking a bath or even giving yourself five minutes to just breathe, just finding those little things that you can do to get a breather. And then if you really feel like you are breaking apart, you feel like, you know, you're at your ends of what you have available, you don't have any more bandwidth available, then perhaps it's time to find additional help. Now, additional help could be family members, it could be friends, um, but it could also be professional help. So, you know, finding a therapist and making sure that the therapist that you find is someone who has dealt with anxiety or depression. So some resources I direct parents to is the Anxiety and Depression Association of America. I also direct parents to the International OCD Foundation because 
during the pandemic, the rates of obsessive compulsive disorder has just magnified and has become a lot more uh, excessive. So those are the two resources that I always direct parents to. I've been speaking with Dr. Ginny Yip, an assistant clinical professor of psychiatry at the Keck School of Medicine at USC, also founder of Renewed Freedom Center. She is a parenting expert. Dr. Yip, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. That's it for the podcast today. Be sure to catch KPBS Midday Edition at noon on KPBS Radio or check out the Midday Edition podcast. You can also watch KPBS Evening Edition at 5 o'clock on KPBS Television. And as always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Annika Colbert. Thanks for listening and have a great day. KPBS On Demand is supported by MaraCal Design and Remodeling, helping homeowners with their home remodeling needs. From ADUs to custom kitchen remodels and room additions, MaraCal Design and Remodeling designs and builds your dream home. Learn more at trustyourhometous.com.